Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash thegaragerockshow. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week. George, thanks for joining us once again, man. Thanks for having me as always. Of course. And Aaron, good to see you, man. Hey. Uh, good guys uh, have it in the studio this week. We got lots of things to give away. Uh, of course, another round of giveaways for Bad Religion's new album, Age of Unreason, Jimi Hendrix, Both Sides of the Sky, Pink Floyd, The Early Years DVD CD Combo, or Long Strange Trip, Untold Story of the Grateful Dead Blu-ray. All you got to do is text the word PODCAST to 68683. We will pick one winner a month, so go through the steps, confirm your entry for this week's giveaway. Uh, all right, so uh, today, what's the date today? Uh, Friday, June 29th, actually, or June 28th, right? June 28th, new albums out this week. Uh, let's see on the Billboard charts. Kind of a slow week. I don't really know. Chris Brown's got a new album. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> Indigo. Who's letting him make records still? I don't know. Uh, Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib. That's probably actually a good, uh, good one there. Uh, Ingrid Michaelson, Makey Under, I don't, Make Under, Outer Spaces, Raheem Devon, Spirits Having Fun, The Almond Betts Band. Oh, that's um, what's left of the Almond Brothers and Dickie Betts. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Appleseed Cast. That's interesting. I haven't seen that name in a while. I remember them way back in the, um, what was it, like Jade Tree Records uh, era. That that whole like kind of emo scene from the Midwest and stuff. Appleseed Cast was one of those uh, uh, bands on there. But shit, I haven't seen them for like 20 years, so it's kind of uh, interesting. Black Keys also got a new album. It's yeah. called Let's Rock. We were talking about that. It was the That's right. Named after the guy who's that was his last words on the electric chair <laughs> in, in Tennessee. Let's rock! <laughs> Speaking of that, rock news. Uh, Soundgarden. Okay, so remember we were talking about that uh, huge fire uh, in 2008 that got reported again. Uh, UMG, all those master tapes and recordings mm. got burned and all that shit. So now the lawsuits are starting to roll in. Soundgarden and Hole, uh, as well as uh, who's the other bands? Um, the estates of Steve Earle and Tom Petty, Tupac Shakur, are among the artists who have also joined the class action lawsuit. Um, so the lawsuit claims that UMG concealed the money it received in the settlement. So they got these big insurance settlements, right, because of the fire. And then they kept it. None of the artists got paid, hmm. and none of them got notified that their master tapes were actually fucking missing. So they kept it all to themselves. UMG did. They say that UMG did not share any of its recovery with the plaintiffs, the artists whose life works were destroyed in the fire, even though by terms of their recording contracts, plaintiffs are entitled to 50% of those proceeds and payments, at hmm. least. So uh, look at the list of the artists. You know, we, we said it last week, but just to recap, it's... Here's just a smidge of Nine Inch Nails, Guns N' Roses, Beck, No Doubt, Aerosmith, R.E.M., Buddy Holly, Billy Holiday, Louis Armstrong, Aretha Franklin, Ray Charles, Elton John, Tom Petty. You get the picture. All of them lost master tapes. Clapton, Eagles. Uh, just crazy, right? Crazy. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I have this 
interview clip. Yeah, I have a couple interview clips this week um, that I have ready to play. Soundgarden guitarist Kim Thiel told us uh, before the revelations about the fire that the band was not sure what to do with its catalog in the wake of a singer Chris Cornell's 2017 death. And I have a clip of him talking about that right here. Check it out. The kind of band that we did and the scene we come from, we often reference rock history and we talk about what other bands do. And we've often commented on what, what bands in similar situations have done. And I think it may have come up just casually, not as a plan or anything, but just commenting on how bands have handled situations like this. So he kind of makes a, a good point, like, you know, how how bands in the past have kind of done that. What do you think of that, George? Like, is that kind of, a, I think that's kind of a smart way of handling it. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I, I guess it depends on the band and the circumstances and how they roll something like that out. And yeah, because it would be weird. Ultimately, and most importantly, it depends on whether or not the fans will accept it. Yeah, and the family of the deceased. Right. And if they'll allow it, right? Because, right. like, ultimately, they're the ones who have the rights, I think. Well, I don't know. It gets kind of sticky there. Like, with a band, I guess, you know, you know, like when Nirvana... But they didn't ca- carry on as Nirvana. And, like, he's saying they're not going to carry on necessarily as Soundgarden. But they're also reissuing old stuff and still actively, you know, releasing things in their catalog. So... It's kind of a yeah, tightrope, I guess you got to walk, right? Indeed. Uh, so let's move on with some more rock news. Josh Homey, check out this photo. Here's Josh Homey with Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top and Dave Grohl uh, mm-hmm. from the Foo Fighters. This project that they're working on, which is apparently a new Queens of the Stone Age album, could be released by Halloween. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Uh, Billy Gibbons said, quote, we had, we had gone to the desert to work on just a couple tracks. He went on to recall one particular instance in which, quote, I was outside and Josh came out of the studio and he had this box and I was making some strange noise. And I said, hey, what is that? And he goes, I don't know. I just found it. I said, I don't, I said, don't touch a thing. We're going to use it for the song. So that's how it started. Hmm. So that's interesting. Uh, he said the trio was working on a new Queens of the Stone Age album, though um, – it's more likely that they were actually recording a new installment of his home maze famed Desert Sessions, which is uh, like he gets a bunch of guys down there in his recording studio and just kind of, they just fuck around. and. He's got a Louis Vuitton phone case. <laughs> I know. Whose phone is that, right? Is that Hilarious. Billy Gibbons' fucking Louis uh, Vuitton yeah. phone? Look at that. He's holding it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a great interview clip here from Josh Homey himself talking uh, about it. The work Alex work is never done there's so many opportunities to be involved with some really great music and play a different role in each of the things that I'm in, and, and I really enjoy that. The alternative would be not to do it, and I, would, I wouldn't enjoy that. I'd rather be really tired and have played in as much quality music as I can. Yeah, good point, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's supposedly going to be coming out in Halloween, and Billy Gibbons says it'll be good. <laughs> I'll t- we'll have to take his word for it. All right, more rock news. Corey Taylor from Slipknot says the new Slipknot album apparently pushes the band's boundaries. He told uh, BBC Radio 1 that their new album is, quote, probably the furthest we pushed the boundaries of creativity and experimentation while also not losing our identity. We're not, we only, excuse me, we not only went places that we've hinted at musically over the years, but never really went full bore, but we're also doing heavier things than we've done before. 
Uh, he said, we're still a band that has always just written music for us. If we're not impressed by it, we're not putting crap out. So as long as we continue to write music for us first and then the audience second, that's how you keep the excitement, end quote. I think that's kind of a, a good point, right? I mean, yeah. you always want to write. You want the musicians to write. Not what the fucking fans always want. Maybe like, oh, go back to the old school or something. Or that's pop, you know. Right. And good, like, good, good play. Yeah. Very, yeah. very succinct. Mm-hmm. Nicely done, Aaron. <laughs> it's true. No, you're yeah. right. Because an artist creates for themselves and their own, for their own pleasure and their own entertainment. And if people happen to like it, then it's a so bonus. be it. Yeah, it's a bonus, right? right? That's an artist's perspective, though. That's not a. That's not the perspective of commerce. <laughs> of of selling that's not capitalism no that's right? not that's not the music well, business here's Corey Taylor I got an audio clip of him too talking about uh, something here so check it out nobody wants to do the same thing over and over so for us it's important to get out there and just do a new show every time every time every time and we're really trying to bring something different because we've got people still coming to see us for years and we we just want to try and give something special well there you go so yeah wants to keep it fresh see the same show over and over yeah we don't want to see the same shit from you know 10 years ago we want to see something new so i'm i'm excited to see him this year at um uh, aftershock and maybe even not fest that's uh, gonna be a cool one well sure because if you think i mean just going by the news items that we've already had just on this uh episode alone i mean we're still talking about bands from the 90s and if you think about that that's 25 30 years ago yeah it's all a a band of, of any of any uh worth that's going to be around 10, 12, 15 years. Yeah, why not exactly. change it up and be experimental? Yeah, because I think ultimately like a real fan of the band kind of wants that. Uh, they Because they, you know, we got the old catalog. It's always going to be there. We can reminisce and go down fucking memory lane and be like, oh, yeah, it's a great album. It's oh, their best. You know? Yeah. But it's also cool to see them actively making new and interesting music that doesn't sound like that stuff necessarily. Sure. Maybe a throwback here and there, you know, like a, like one of the tracks on the album's kind of like a, a tip of the hat to their old sound or something like that, right? But I, it's it's cool to keep them totally I- interesting and fresh, too. Yeah, and I think the Beatles are the best example of that. I mean, seven years from Love Me Do to, you know, to Abbey Road. Yeah, they went a long way from a doo-wop fucking band to an yeah, experimental. Yeah, Little Richard songs. Uh, well, yeah, and then playing, you know, it totally. Tape loops and synthesizers. Sitars. And, yeah, and Indian music, and, exactly. And it was like every album they changed who they were, right? Like yeah. you, you could think of all those Beatles albums and everyone sounds different. Sure. Uh, you know, so and anyway. the fans weren't always happy with it. It's only no. in hindsight that we yeah. can cite it and say, that was great. Yeah. Look at or, the arc of their career. You right. know, good point. When you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain, you need a brand of drink you can rely on. And when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre, on that dusty trail it's better be something that's made from the heart and when you open up that mix of taurine and tiger's tears know that ball jack is there with you hell yeah america ball jack has been disputedly bringing its tasty energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863 you're goddamn right don't leave your dusty trailmate hanging Reach over and grab his ball jack. He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing thirst with his ball jack. Woo! Ball Great. jack, the drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it today. 
Um, all right, so Metallica's Kirk Hammett and bassist Robert Trujillo are going to perform in Toronto uh, on July 26th. The uh, duo is going to perform with their good friends Whitfield Crane of Ugly Kid Joe on vocals and Joey Castillo, formerly of Queens of the Stone Age, on drums. They're calling themselves the Wedding Band, and they're going to play classic covers from ACDC, Sabbath, Billy Idol, and stuff. That's pretty cool. I think we were talking about that just a little bit ago, uh, weren't we, George, about how some of these bands have these like kind of side projects where it's either just cover bands or something to just like release. Uh, like I was saying, Taylor Hawkins' one is called uh, Chevy Metal. And oh, it's, right. It's Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters, the drummer. And uh, Hollywood Vampires. Is, and uh, another one, too. It just seems like sure. they like these bands where they just like to hang out with some cool people, some friends, and just fuck around and play some fun songs, right? Exactly. And, you know, being booked at smaller venues and, you know, having a different tour experience and yeah. all of that, I'm sure, is an attraction. Uh, I got Kirk Hammett talking about, uh, you know, because this is all for the horror convention. Kirk Hammett's bringing out his huge collection of classic horror and sci-fi like movie posters, memorabilia. Um, it's It features 90 works that provide insight into the evolution of horror and sci-fi films, how they've played upon contemporary societal fears, and more. It's actually a pretty in-depth thing. Got a little clip of him talking about that. Check it out. I like to think of myself as someone who like, has a, a real passion for this stuff and is knowledgeable. You know, I like to think of myself as a horror movie historian. And, uh, I, you know, I like to think of, uh, of myself as someone who actually means it. I really love this stuff. <laughs> All right. So you can hear he's passionate about it. So that's kind of cool. And he's bringing this whole exhibit there. This is the first time they've had it in Toronto or anywhere, really. Uh, we saw it on that Fear Festival that he had in the Bay Area a couple years back, but he's never done it since. So uh, it's kind of cool that he's still kicking it around and doing, you know, uh, doing it uh, elsewhere. So yeah. people in Toronto, check it out. Uh, all right, check it out. Black Sabbath got a bridge named after him. It's called Black Sabbath Bridge. <laughs> There's the fucking <laughs> yeah, fittingly, That's right? great. Here, let me see if I can zoom in on the... No, I can't. But you can see the sign. It says... Uh, I should have called it the Black Slabbeth. <laughs> <laughs> right? Come on. Big old slab of concrete. <laughs> Black Slabbeth. So it was... Uh, it happened on Wednesday of this week, the official naming and dedication ceremony. And Tony Iommi was on hand, as well as Geezer Butler. And they cruised to the scene aboard a boat. I was going to get a photo of that, too, but it wasn't a very good photo. They were on this, like, boat that looked like a huge... It's like one of those gondola, like, Italian type of canoe-looking boats. Mm. And they took the... They were, like, going to go in this bridge. It's, like, a, a, over a, a river, you know? And they were in the bridge, you know? Or in the in the boat, like, by the bridge. And it was pretty funny. Hundreds of Sabbath fans were on site to see it. And they had this big uh, thing that they... A banner put over the hmm. thing. So, pretty cool. Uh, I thought this was funny. Hold, hold on, oh, my stupid, uh, my stupid tablet keeps like messing up here. Oh my god! All right, get out of here. How do I get out of the text? Okay, there we go. <laughs> Five Finger Death Punch singer launches a new line of CBD products and non-CBD products, which is THC, obviously. Uh, it's going to be called Moody's. Medicinals. <laughs> so if it's CBD and non-CBD, CBD, can you just limit it to just products? I know, right? <laughs> it's like... He just sells products. <laughs> I sell dairy and non-dairy products. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, yeah. All right. CBD and non-CBD, so does that mean THC? 
That's what I'm thinking. I think that's just a, a way of put not having THC in the headlines there. Right. Uh, but yeah, Moody's Medicinals will have a kickoff event at Trip Inc. Tattoo Company in Las Vegas. Actually, today, uh, from 6 to 8 p.m., fans that purchase will receive the signed photo and a meet and greet with Moody at the event. So that's kind of cool. It's free. Uh, like it, normally, they would charge like 200 bucks um, for something like that for a, a meet and greet with somebody. But if you just buy like one of his little, what, like a CBD cream or a, a vape cartridge or something or some herb that's CBD herb or something, I don't know. Uh, he'll do a meet and greet with you, so check that out in Vegas. Uh, also, you know, he's a recovering alcoholic, and he's had symptoms of anxiety, PTSD, OCD, so he's saying that the CBD regimen helps him uh, get his appetite back, uh, his his normal schedule when he's on the road. It's all crazy. His body's in a lot of pain and stuff, so it works for him. So I think it's kind of cool, and it's also, I thought it was funny that this is probably the first time that we're seeing some of these guys like in the music industry they're going to start doing shit like this he's one of the first ones that probably doesn't give a fuck about his image so he's just going to go ahead and do it and let the haters you know kind of you know say what they want well this is how it becomes normal it's just the more and more that it just people are doing it now and it's the way it should have been for a long long time but sadly it had to be uh, a situation in which the powers that be realized, oh, I mean, you, we can make money off of this? I know, Oh, right? sure, then we'll we'll let you have it. We'll throw you some bread and circuses and weed. You what? know, here you go. What you were know. you saying, Ern? I was saying, like, in, there's been, like, Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa pin, yeah, pins that, and whatnot for years now, you know. That's with, the THC with, line, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I'm sure they have Even CBD Gene Simmons too, has invested you know, in them. Right. But, I mean, yeah... I don't know. You see him all over the place now. And he's notoriously anti-alcohol, anti-drug, but... I think I even saw something recently about, um, like, a former former basketball player that was releasing one, too, or something. I don't know. Yeah, there are all kinds of yeah. uh, shit out there for it now. Uh, but, yeah, his uh, CBD product, Moody's Medicinal, so check it out. I'm, I bet you at Five Finger Death Punch shows they're going to have it now. You know, at the merch table. Yeah, at the merch table. <laughs> so you can buy it there too. Nice. Uh, all right. So, Strokes guitarist Nick Valencia has announced that his uh, side project, CRX, is releasing a new album. It's coming out August 23rd. And Josh Homey produced their debut album, uh, New Skin. I wonder, it doesn't say that he's producing this new one. I imagine they would if, if he was, because it would be a, a good selling point. But it doesn't look like he is. The first single's called We're All Alone. I think we're actually going to be. Uh, playing it on the garage tomorrow night uh, from 6 to 7 p.m. and you can stream it uh, that specific standard time at 1057thebear.com you can stream it live so check that out um, not really rock news but I wanted to end the music news section on this one and see what you guys thought about it so Nielsen has all the sound data out there they do daily charts in the industry and weekly charts monthly charts yearly charts of the best-selling, best-downloaded albums, tracks of the year, right? So the latest data is saying that Ariana Grande's Thank You Next is the most popular album of the year so far, according to Nielsen Music's 2019 mid-year charts. That album earned 1.55 million equivalent units. Billie Eilish's new album, When We Fall Asleep, is at second place as well as Khaled's Free Spirit 
uh, is tied for third, I guess, with 1.3 million and blah, blah, blah. So Lil Nas X Old Town Road is the most streamed song of 2019. They're saying that it's streamed 1.3 billion times so far. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Crazy. <clears throat> I mean, I don't listen to any of those uh, artists really myself. Do you guys? I mean, b- maybe Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish, my, any my of kids those? are into her. What about you, Aaron? I think she's cool. Yeah, I think you were vibe. telling me about her. Uh, actually, you're the one who on, told um, me the uh, first time about her. Yeah, she had a cool show, I think, on, uh, was it Camel or Fallon, one of those yeah, shows? Yeah, one of those performances. The first time I had even seen her, and it was a cool, cool show at first, but I don't know. Isn't it interesting, though, to look at the sales figures and see that, you know, one and a half million, and that's all it took for it to be a top seller. If you yeah. think about the music good? industry's metric for that in like 1985, for example, yeah. if you didn't sell 10 million of a record, it was a failure, yeah. a commercial failure. Yeah. And you and you wouldn't even have gotten uh, uh, another album deal, or you would have got. You'd have dropped. been dropped. You would have been dropped. You would have been like, "Oh, yeah, sorry guys, it ain't working out," you know. Right. And, and now it's I don't know. That's that is kind of a a yeah. sad state, right? Well, no, babe. It's like we've talked about before in previous shows. I think it's a good thing. I think as and I'm not interested in any of this pop music, obviously. But if if the if the bar is lower, then We've got smaller shows at smaller venues for less money and more choices and yeah. more bands. That's more. a good point. It's it's almost like the mentality of like, well, if we're at the fucking rock bottom here, all we can go is up and all we can go is up from here. And if sure. we're if we're here in terms of, you know, that like in terms of anyone can create music now from their bedroom. Anyone can do, you know, be a, from their phone. Yeah. Be a YouTube sensation. And, yeah. you know, it's a trip. Uh, so just kind of crazy to see that now that, yeah, 1.55 million ain't shit. And somehow that's like, you know, one of the, uh, uh, top selling albums of the year. Anyway, crow milk, of course, is the protein based milk, uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom. Charles, you know, from harvesting crows eggs. Uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The uh, the fortification and benefits of these crow's eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crow's milk does so much more. It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know, and it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it <laughs> it really it makes you. It you makes know. you have the mindset of a crow. You can see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way. Yeah, because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that "I don't give a fuck" mentality. Yeah, on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow. Yeah, crow milk. Drink it. Drink it and be, and be one with with your own um with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk. So, thank you, crow. Milk. All right. So. Let's do it here for On This Day in Music History Trivia. On this day in June 28th, 2010, guitarist Jake Holmes finally gets around to suing Led Zeppelin for plagiarizing his original song and wins his court case against them on this day in 2010. The song in question was... (laughs) Fucking Charlie, my dog in the background. There's Char Dog. Uh, All right, so... 
The song in question was A, Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You, B, When the Levee Breaks, or C, Dazed and Confused. What do you guys think? Aaron, you guess first. I don't know. Any thoughts? Let's see what George says. Well, do you have a strong feeling on this one, George? Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You. I know that it was Joan Baez's version of that that either Robert had played for Jimmy or the other way around, and they so they agreed to cover it for the album. So I know it's not their song. Right. But I don't know if Jake Holmes is connected to Joan Baez or not. Yeah, and he's Levy a guitarist. Breaks. I will say that he is a guitarist. Okay. And when the levee breaks, I mean, that's a blues you know, standard, right? Right. It's an older track. It's not their track as well. I picked all three of these tracks are not their tracks. And that's why I kind of wanted to throw you guys off. I actually have no real good guess. I'm going to say A just because I started out there. Okay. Babe, I'm going to leave you. What do you think, Aaron? I, I'm shot in the dark for me, but I'll guess C. Dazed and confused? Yeah. For so long, it's not true. All right. Well, Aaron, you are correct. Woo-hoo! It is Dazed and Confused. Uh, Look at uh, that. So check it out. He he won this case on, on in court on, in 2010, and it was a big deal. Led Zeppelin had to fucking give him a writing credit. in On the song now, On it says... Uh, it is changed to Jimmy Page inspired by Jake Holmes. Oh. Uh, so that is the writing credit. So, hmm. yeah. <laughs> it was on their debut 1969 album uh, that they did this. And there was some other tracks on that album that I've talked about before that nearly half of that album was plagiarized. <laughs> right. And ripped off. And There was know. an episode of The Simpsons where they were in, in London and, and Homer as... Uh, Oh, there's London Bridge, and there's the London Eye, and there's Jimmy Page, the greatest thief of black music ever to walk the face of the earth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which is absolutely true. And everybody gives bands like Greta Van Fleet a fucking hard time. They don't have a single cover on their debut album, so at least they're trying to be original. They may sound like something, but they didn't rip off someone else's work, especially poor black musicians that couldn't defend themselves legally against a band like this. And just to save you from cobbling out a hate mail email to us, no, we're not hating on Zeppelin. We love Led Zeppelin. I love Led Zeppelin. Who doesn't love Led Zeppelin? But it's, you know, facts are facts. And when you get called out and the courts see it in their favor, and hey, you know, that's what happens. So, All right, double trivia edition. We got another one here. This is a good one. I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, You know, a little little sadder, but uh, still an interesting part of music history. So on this day, 1997 now, this musician had a successful operation to remove a cancerous growth from his neck. Was it A, Angus Young, B, Phil Collins, or C, George Harrison? Wait, which... uh... Is it Angus or his brother that died? Angus is still alive. He's still alive? Malcolm passed. And Phil Collins is... Malcolm recently passed. That was yeah, his brother. that was the, a few years the guitarist. Ago, right? Yeah. And Phil Collins is for sure alive. Yeah. So, He's still on tour. He's actually on tour so right now. Both. And his, you know what his tour name is? The Not Dead Yet Tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good for him. I know. So I don't know. Um, I know... Oh, shit. I know George Harrison died back. Uh, uh, he in early two thousand. Two thousand one. I, I think. was gonna say like probably a few years after that. Ninety seven. That's ninety seven, right? Yeah. So just based off of the two living and the one that died a few years after that, I'm gonna go with uh, C. George, George Harrison. Harrison. I okay. All right, yeah. George is uh, concurring. 
You guys are absolutely correct. Here's a picture of him around that time. George Harrison had a successful operation to remove a cancerous growth from his neck, and it gave him, I think, an extra five years uh, after that. I think he passed in, like, okay. I want to say 2001, 2002. I'm not sure on that. So, unfortunately, if you guys want to pull it up on one of your phones, maybe, to fact check when George Harrison died. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll move on here, though, to movie TV entertainment news. Uh, Toy Story 4 was the big one over the weekend. $118 million opening. Uh, what was it else? Uh, I guess it says Incredibles 2 was the biggest Disney opening of the year, though. George Harrison died November 29, 2001. Okay, there you go. So another four years. Yep. Uh, check this out, Aaron. Did you see this? Breaking Bad movie coming soon, maybe? didn't see that look at these uh photos brian cranston and aaron paul posted them exactly at the same time and they said the exact same thing it just said soon and (laughs) with each other submit now yeah (laughs) one two three wait so are they gonna be in it well i don't know uh, i would imagine so there's two donkeys uh shown in the photo maybe that means like two jackasses or something i don't know that'll do donkey i don't know uh, it says Breaking Bad sequel. Yeah, there's supposedly so so, a Breaking Bad sequel film was in the works for Netflix. We don't know anything about that yet, So didn't yet, we see Walt die? I mean, he had cancer. He pretty much died, right? Well, we didn't actually. I don't know. We didn't. I don't know if we actually saw him die or not. Maybe yeah. this could be a... Because um, Pinkman, I know, kind of still had a story. He got, he like, got away, you know? Drove off yeah. into the... Uh, yeah, you know. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're gonna do flashbacks scenes with oh, Brian Cranston. You, you know. You yeah, there was quite a bit of flashbacks. Like they the could old. have a bunch of flashbacks of uh, stuff that we haven't seen yet, with and tied in with new stuff. Hmm. That's interesting. So who knows? It's one of we'll, my favorite shows of all time. So I'm definitely uh, interested. Yeah, we'll have to check it out. Um, all right. So sports minute, kind of a slow week for that, but women's World Cup, man, it's been really fun watching. I don't know if you guys have been seeing any of the women's World Cup action. We were talking a week or two ago when they beat Thailand 13-0. to They've just been killing it. Yeah. Uh, the women's uh, U.S. team is amazing. Uh, and they beat um, who else? Oh, okay. So the other uh, round of 16, um, Italy beat China 2-0. to Netherlands topped Japan 2-1. to The quarterfinal matchups are now set. So U.S. is going to be playing France today, actually, as we're talking. So uh, we don't know the score. So. Check that out, though, if you're interested. World news. couple more stories. Tonight, 10th American vacationer died in the Dominican Republic. We were talking about last week about, remember, all those uh, people that got sick at Jimmy Buffett's show? Right. And all those people in the fan club, like 47 people at the hotel got sick? Uh, Well, now someone else has died. Another American tourist from a 56-year-old man from New York died Mm -hmm. there earlier. Hotel mini bars will get you. They're saying that the hotel minibar is part of the problem. They're they're saying that he died after suffering respiratory distress, possible heart attack. FBI is helping local local authorities with toxicology in at least three of the deaths that could be potentially related to drinking alcohol from hotel minibars. So hmm. I'm thinking, like, is that, like, some real cheap uh, or shitty uh, alcohol that's in there? Or, like, some bootleg stuff? Or are they not... 
Maybe they're washing the glass with some toxic type water. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Maybe something like that, huh? Rinse it in the fucking creek in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Punta Cana said it's removing their liquor dispensers from guest hotel room minibars. liquor dispensers. Oh, wow. So that's different. You ever seen those? They got them in Mexico and stuff. No. They got them on the wall, like in the bathroom and shit. Or wherever. What? Yeah. Just booze on tap. And you, like, <clears throat> I don't know, It's you put money in or you you have to unlock it somehow. <laughs> or, or the uh, you pay for it in the front and they unlock the thing for you. Or you put, you put like a, yeah, like a <laughs> coin operated. Or I've seen some shit like that. Dude, Get that's little, crazy. Have a little snort. So Well, shit, well, I guess I haven't traveled, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds wild. Anyway, I'm um... Just, I, just, I mean, if I you're drinking alcohol them. in the fucking shower, you know, at, in fucking Mexico, then yeah, maybe you, you should, you know. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Um, all right. So Illinois, legalizing recreational marijuana. Uh, earlier this week on June 25th, they've legalized recreational use of marijuana, making it the 11th state to, ju- uh, to do so. So congrats to Indeed. Illinois for doing that. Yar, you hear that? That's the sound of Mother Nature. She's an uncompromising beast. Think about it. What was the largest mammal in the history of this earth? The blue whale. What did they eat to become the largest beast on the planet? Krill. That's right. We've harnessed the power of the wild and mysterious krill in our new triple baleen filtered krill reserve lager. We filter our beer in a revolutionary baleen strainer, imitating the way blue whales would eat and process their krill. Yar, this is the same process. Filters and extracts all of the seaworthy nutrients your body needs. We only harvest the most wild and exotic krill from one of the most deadly seas on the planet, the Black Sea. Yar! So whether you're fishing for barnacles, sailing the seven seas of cheese, or disposing of unwanted trash or bodies in your nearest lake. Yar, you need an uncompromising lager made of the same nutrients that fuel the beasts of the sea. Krill Reserve Lager. Triple baleen filtered for maximum krill potency. It's not just delicious, it's krillicious. Yar! All I want to know is why is that dog wearing goggles? So check this out. Look at this is the bestest boy. This is the bestest dog. Look at him. Mexican rescue dog retires. A 10-year-old Labrador retriever is set to retire after helping rescue people all over the planet. Her name is Frida, and she was sent out to natural disasters as part of the Mexican Navy's canine unit. She stole the hearts of thousands and became a symbol of hope in Mexico. After images of Frida in protective gear searching through the rubble in the wake of the magnitude 7.1 Mexican earthquake in 2017 drew worldwide attention. So she was one of the dogs that was going through the rubble during the earthquakes and finding people that were calling for help. And they would say... She got goggles, shoes, a vest... (laughs) I mean, uh, isn't that awesome so cool? Yeah, pretty like awesome. Lab. So, and she's going to retire. So, uh, she's going to enjoy her senior years at home. I think that's really cool. So, all right. So, moving on to some more disturbing news around the world. Weekly What the Fuck. 
as high levels of arsenic in bottled water sold at Whole Foods, Target, and Walmart has been found. This water is called Peña Fiel. Peña Fiel. Peña Fiel. Peña Fiel. It's uh, mineral water, mineral spring water that's actually bottled and made in Mexico. We were talking about it. Fuck, maybe they drank that at the fucking hotel. (laughs) (laughs) Shit's got arsenic in it. It said it violated their state guidelines as high level of arsenic can cause reproductive harm and cancer. So they sold that at Starkey, Whole Foods, Target, Walmart, other vendors. So if you guys see that, it's a picture of a mountain and says Pena Fiel uh, on it. Don't buy that shit. It's it's probably being recalled, I would imagine, by now. But still, if you got some lying around, don't drink it. Uh, this was another weird story. This man literally tried to steal Halle Berry's home from her. Back in March, this guy, 59-year-old Ronald Eugene Griffin, um, she came home. To find this guy living in her home. He changed the locks at her house, right? So she's out shooting a movie or something, say, right? For months. Comes back to her house. The locks have been changed. She can't get into her house. And there's a guy living in there called the police, right? Law enforcement sources say that he first showed up in January, messed with the locks, ran off when he was approached by her gardener. Then in March... He received a, they received a trespassing call from worker at her home who said Griffin was there with a locksmith trying to get, get in, claiming that he was the new owner of the home and even had the deed to prove it. He managed to have one of the locks changed, actually called the cops when he was approached by employees at the home. When the cops arrived, he maintained that he owned the house, but LAPD realized that he was a fraud. Halle Berry told the cops that she had no idea who Griffin was and she never gave him permission to be at the home. He was arrested and hit with a felony. His bond set at 36000 But and, and then here's the kicker, though. Meanwhile, sources say that Griffin didn't even know the home was Halle Berry's. So he's thinking maybe it's just his house or something. I don't know. Maybe he's senile. Issues. Maybe he's senile. Maybe he's like, I don't know. Mistake. Wouldn't there be pictures, photos in the house that would indicate us <laughs> who might live there? I mean, you maybe would, there aren't. I don't but know. But maybe there aren't. Like, some of these celebrities, maybe it's just maybe like a super bare, yeah, bare bones house, sure. you know, because they travel. It. I get it. Um, Never home. You just saw an opportunity. Like, no one's ever here. Yeah, this is Squatter, my house. Squatter's rights. <laughs> Man. All right. You, you, there's probably so many of those type of, you know, like touristy towns uh, when people have like a beach oh, home. Oh, yeah. Rich ass people got a beach home that sits. Like Carmel. Like 90% of the year, you know, they visit it for a week in the summer you know that's a damn shame and, and imagine all the the bums i think where you're going like the, yeah. the dudes that would go out there and try and sleep in those homes right yeah and you could just kind of hang out and probably see like scope the scene and you know see when they're going to be there or not like oh this, yeah this house is no one's ever here definitely i'm sure. sure it happens a lot it's probably good squatter business <laughs> <laughs> we need to get in the squatting business just yeah. go to the nice ass carmel and Hiding the the fucking trees and wait till these people leave and go squat in their homes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> uh, all right. So check it out. Look at this unlikely um, comedy duo, Andrew Dice Clay and Roseanne Barr, going to be doing a tour, guys. They've announced a stand live stand up tour. Uh, and then so Andrew Dice Clay said, "Quote: She's a comic because wait wait yeah." Okay, so he says, quote, She's a comic because she's wacky. I've known her since we were kids. 
When people ask about what she said, I say she's a comic. We gotta stop policing comedians. This is America. He went on to say, America really needs to lighten up and not worry about the words comedians use because it's all we have. There's clean stuff and then there's street stuff. I'm a street guy because I tell it like it is. I'm living more now than I have for a really long time. My shows have been longer. My material is fresher. With these shows, I can do as long as I want because it's a, a one show a night. The tour will kick off at the Paramount Theater in Long Island, New York, September 19th. What do you guys think of that? I think he has somewhat of a point there, but I don't know. What do you think? That dude. Well, I don't know. I mean, if that's. I don't have anything against either of them as comedians, but. No, yeah. You know, I also don't have to. If I don't like something, I just don't patronize it. Yeah, right. So, um. I think that's what he's saying, though. He's like, there's clean stuff and there's street stuff in terms yeah. of comedy. Like, if you don't like the street stuff, you don't have to listen to it, right? Yeah, but being a rough street-level comedian doesn't make you a good comedian. <laughs> that's definitely true. Um, I mean, now, Dice in the late 80s and early 90s, just unassailably cool, and I would rent his stuff. Right. Because you couldn't just see it anywhere. Little yeah. Miss Muffet sat on the... It was... <laughs> oh! And all that. It yeah. was... It was... Uh, yeah, it was super edgy back then. And, of course, uh, Roseanne's entitled to her opinions, obviously, but... I don't know. I just I feel like once she once she started broadcasting her political views, it made her less actually less interesting of yeah. a comedian. Yeah, it kind of ru- ruins it a little um, bit, huh? But you know, once again, I'm sure there's a lot of people that discovered her and dig her because of that. So yep, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So let's move on to some more news. Uh, weekly, what the fuck here? As Longhorn Steakhouse is adding steak and bourbon ice cream to the menu. It's actually. Little bits of steak and swirls of bourbon caramel in every spoonful on the ice cream. You can see it pictured there on the picture that those are not like bacon bits. Those are pieces of steak that are put on the ice cream. What do you guys think of it? I wow. Honestly, when, at first when wow. I saw it, I'm like, uh, I don't know if I get that. But then the more that I looked at it, I'm like, yeah, I think I would eat that. Yeah, I think I would. <laughs> but I don't know. It's like a total stoner, like a... You ever had bacon with uh, ice cream? It somehow works. I don't know. I can't say I have. That is the epitome of Western excess right <laughs> there, isn't it? Meat, <laughs> ice cream, and booze. Ice cream and meat. You ever dip fries in a Frosty? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's I love great. That shit. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like... Yeah. Salt. It's like the sweet and salty. Yeah, I, goes I, I think we had one on the so garage. Salty meat, bacon. A couple went well with it as well, and so I'm assuming that this steak will go good too. I, I think it was a couple weeks back. Somebody was cutting up fried uh, chicken and putting it on the ice cream, hmm. and I was like, "Huh, that's interesting too." All you right. Know? Yeah. Right. I'd. St- I mean, I'd rather eat the steak and then I eat ice cream <laughs> after. But yeah, if it was something. It's supposed to be like indulgent, like all part of a meal, right? Like you order the steak and then there's like some kind of steak ice cream, you know, like over the top. And speaking of that stuff, what product do you think uh, should be baconized? They did a survey in the Farm Journal's Pork Magazine, recently did a poll of its readers to see what product they would baconize if they could. Out of the responses, the number one was frozen waffles. They wanted bacon in those. And then number two, it comes with peanut butter, which actually... I. I was like, that sounds kind of good. Like a uh, bacon peanut butter? Yeah, I can get behind that. I think that would be pretty fucking good. Uh, they say bacon sushi at 14%, then huh. number three. Do you, you like sushi, Aaron, right? Would you eat? Uh, I mean, 
I'm not a big. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like sushi, so I can't big, say I'm not on a that. Big fan. I'm not a big sushi eater myself. I always felt like when I was eating that stuff, like I was doing some kind of dare. You know, what am I, I know, eating? Right? It's unagi. No, What's think, that? Yeah. It's eel. Yeah. Oh, great! It's yeah. delicious. There, no, there was there was a period where like you wanted to do I, I, I wanted to try stuff like that. Yeah, and it was like I, I did it too. Yeah, I like sushi. I like you know I would try sure. it. It's something new to do, and then after a while of it, you're just like, you know yeah. what? I don't like fucking sushi. I'd rather fucking have a fucking burger yeah, or right. some type Cooked of meal fish. that's gonna. Right. Fill me up. But I do actually, the, there's a local spot that's got a deep fried chicken teriyaki roll. Oh. And that, that sounds pretty bomb. awesome. That it's got the rice, <laughs> chicken teriyaki, and I think some cooked. avocado. It's, yeah, it's cooked. <laughs> All right. So, not this, talking anyway, about, this yeah, list gets weirder. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'll say, not, not talking about food here. The next three things are cat litter, air freshener, and cough syrup. Mm. Cough syrup's kind of interesting. Okay, the air freshener would <laughs> make me hungry all day. That was in the cars, right? Yeah. Just like, mm, bacon. Ah, oh. it's like, kind of cool. Imagine Homer with that in his car. I know. Mm, bacon. <laughs> and cat uh, litter. Cat litter. It smells like bacon. Huh? I don't think a cat should shit where they want to eat. <laughs> Although right. I should I should shout out to my mom though because it mentions the frozen waffles there. But I remember when I was a child, they would make waffles in the waffle maker, uh-huh. and that she'd have some bacon that she'd already fried about you know three quarters of the way, put it in the the batter. Oh yeah, that's then, what I think they're talking and about. And then cook it. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. That so it would awesome. seal it in there. Just, uh, I think, oh. Yeah, I think the waffles makes the most sense. That sounds good. Cough syrup. Bacon cough syrup. Bacon flavored syrup. Hmm. Applewood smoke. I mean, I do hate the cherry flavor Vicks of forty four. Like you know, how it's always just like cherry, cherry and grape or yeah, bubble gum or yeah, but that's even worse. Oh, oh that's fuck. my favorite. Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> it tastes like Pepto Bismol. I love that. Ah, oh, no. <laughs> uh. Medicine. Yeah, bacon. Uh, bacon pills. Yeah, bacon <laughs> pills. I'd eat it. Be take maybe it's not a good thing though. <laughs> no, right. Imagine those guys with like lean. I want they're, another. They're one. pouring that cough syrup that tastes like bacon in there. <laughs> <laughs> it says cereal. I don't know about that. I don't think that'd be fucking good at all. A uh, cold cereal with milk that tastes like bacon. Mm. How about they were like I don't know, you know, like Chips Ahoy or whatever. What's those? Is that the cereal with the little cookies? Yeah. Cookie Crisp. Cookie, cookie, cookie crisp. crisp. Yeah, what's oh, the hell's yeah. Chips Ahoy? That, they just That's make just cookies, the huh? cookie brand, yeah. Yeah, Cookie Crisp. They got the little cookies. <laughs> what if there were just little mini miniaturized bacon strips <laughs> in a cereal bowl? <laughs> it's almost like dog food at that point. <laughs> it's like the little fucking bacon strips. Mm, it's like bacon strips. <laughs> artificial bacon cookies. Mm. Uh all right, well, that's it. That's it for the week. That's all we got for you guys. Yeah, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace. Health. Peace. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions 
and standards or policies of the Garage Rock Show. TGRS assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. This disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com.